This episode of Toes on the Line is brought to you by Thorn. To receive 20% off any Thorn product, it's simple. Go to my Twitter or Instagram, shoot me a follow, regram or retweet the episode, send me a DM, and I'll send you a link. Welcome to the Toes Line Podcast. I'm Gio Grassi, and today I'm bringing on Penn State strength and conditioning coach, Christina Jeffries. Jeffries. I don't want to mess that one up. Coach, appreciate Listen, we met at CSCCA this year with mutual friends. Appreciate you, you know, having a time to even get on. I know the summertime can be either one busy or two full of freedom. Um, so appreciate you, you know, taking some time to get on here and talking about what you do over there at Penn State. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no doubt. So if you want to talk about your background, I don't want to botch it. I don't want to create the short version. Take your time. Ah. Talk about where you've been, how you got to where you're at now, and how you got into strength and conditioning in general. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I got into strength and conditioning, kind of uh, piqued my interest in high school. So this was, I'm coming up on 20 years outside of high school, which is terrifying to me. But um, I had a great strength and conditioning coach in high school. And back then I feel like maybe they were kind of few and far between, but he was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and that's kind of where I really started to, to get into lifting and, and I was a thrower as well. So more okay. of a weightlifter than a thrower, to be quite honest with you. What, if, um, what event, what event? I was shot put javelin and hammer. In oh, college. damn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So by default, I think so, I was javelin cause I was the smallest one on the team. Okay. I was about to say, you got a mix of like, like hypermobility and like strength, <laughs> like hell, hell yeah. strength, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't make a good athlete. It just makes it pretty. All right. Thrower. <laughs> a tough ass thrower. <laughs> yeah. There you go, right. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I went, so my undergrad is in the, is from the university of Finley. Um, amazing experience there. That's where I, I continued uh, throwing in college. Um, I have a, a degree in strength and conditioning uh, with an associates in athletic training. Um, so did my four years there, uh, started out doing some personal training while I was in school because I felt like that would, um, you know, lead me to be able to run a group. I did some group training and stuff like that. Okay. Um, after graduation, um, I knew like every strength coach I knew played football. And I was like, well, man, I didn't play football, obviously. So what am I going to do? Um, so I wanted to go somewhere to intern for a year or two, however long it took, <clears throat> where I could work with as many programs as possible, including football. Right. So that kind of I emailed out a lot um, and ended up landing at Tennessee State University. And that's where I met Chuck Losey. He was the director at that time. Um, later on, we added Alvin Futrell, um, and it was like the three amigos from that point on. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I was spent, I ended up, uh, Chuck had me as the very first, uh, graduate assistant at Tennessee state. Uh, so I ended up being there for three years with him. Um, during that, my last year there, he accepted a role with Vanderbilt football. That's his alma mater. Okay. Uh, and that's when James Franklin took over um, as a head coach at at uh, Vanderbilt. So it was it was him. Dwight Galt was the director at the time, um, and Chuck had let me know that you know they're they're adding another Olympic strength coach position, and put my name in the hat and ended up getting it. So I'm 
beyond fortunate enough to be able to, you know, be a graduate assistant in Nashville for three years uh-huh. and then work at Vanderbilt for three years or four years after that. So I stayed in, in Nashville. I was in there, there for about seven years. Nice. Um, <clears throat> and it was awesome. So Chuck was at, was at Vanderbilt with football. I was on the Olympic side. Oh, hi, doggo. <laughs> <laughs> and then Alvin uh, Futrell was actually promoted to director at Tennessee State. Okay. So when I was at Vandy, I had um, women's soccer, men's and women's golf, and women's tennis. And it was awesome. I absolutely loved it. Um, great first job. Um, you know, athletes were phenomenal. Just great people. Um, and and so were the coaches. Like I learned so much from like Jeff McDonald, um, Aliki is on his staff. Those are the um, tennis coaches. Um, same with the the golf coaches. Like they were just great, great people to work with. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then after those four years, um, Coach Franklin took the Penn State job up here, and it was like the crew's going. So um, Dwight Galt was followed him from Vanderbilt. Chuck followed him from Vanderbilt, and then um, and then Alvin Futrell was hired on as uh, one of the assistants with football. As soon as one of the Olympic positions came open, Chuck gave me a call. He's like, "Hey, we're we're moving. You want to come up?" Came up, interviewed. Had to make sure that it wasn't so cold that I couldn't stand it. Okay. Because uh, these guys were up here for probably six months before I got up here. Uh huh. Um, and I've kind of been here ever since. So uh, nice. it's, it's like the three of us have been fortunate enough and uh, to be kind of with each other at least my whole career and pretty close to the other one's whole career. So it was pretty awesome. That, that's pretty good. You guys, it's like family tied right there. You know, it's like, Hey, if I'm going, yeah. you're coming. So you guys are like married with, yeah. with work, you know, man, we're, we're family. Yeah, They're, that's good. Yep. For that's sure. awesome. Now wh- where's for home sure. for you? So it's a little bit all over the place. Um, I'm originally from West Virginia. I did most of my schooling in Ohio. Okay. Um, Cle- Cleveland area is where I graduated uh, high school from. And then got, obviously got my master's at Tennessee. Now I'm in Pennsylvania. My parents have kind of popped all over the place a little bit, little Texas, little Indiana. They're currently down in Knoxville. Um, I've got a brother who's up in Wisconsin with his family. Oh, snap. So, a little all over the place. Nice. But, no, nomadic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just stick and move. Get going. Yep. I'm where my feet are. You got no, you got, <laughs> you got no Italian in you. Italians, man, we stay put. No, <laughs> <hate> no. no <laughs> Italians. <laughs> Italians, yeah, you're not. We kind of get stuck in one spot, and then once the family grows, you're like, well, you know, screw it. You know, the roots are here. Let's just, you know, let's just yeah. lay back. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Though. So you're you're at Penn State now. How cold is like the winters over there in the valley? Oh, man, it de- it depends on the year. The first year. I worked here. The snow piles were over my car. Snap. And I thought, what have I done? Uh-huh. Um, but, I mean, it, 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 you get used to it, right? You dress for it. You, yeah. I mean, I'm in an ice rink all day, every day now. So, it's not like it matters. It's always cold, right? What's the temperature like, in them damn places? Oh, my gosh. I, it feels like it feels like 45 most days. No, no, really, yeah. <laughs> like on the ice. It feels so cold. But um, you know, you get used to it, so it's not that bad. That's not anymore. bad. We have we 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 don't have freezing cold winters in Jersey no more. I guess global warming could be the culprit of that. But we had no snow days this past go. year. Oh wow! 
crazy. Nice. We, usually, we usually have a bunch and then a blizzard at March and then we didn't get nothing. So, yeah. Anyway, all right, cool. So you're at Penn State. You work with a bunch of teams. Uh, who's your like main two teams? Is it your hockey teams? Yeah. So right now, um, I'm men's women's hockey. Okay. Yep. So when let's I ta- started, let's take let's take a deep dive yeah. into right into the middle of the ocean. Let's go. Awesome. <laughs> so like the, I guess when I started, I had um, women's lacrosse, everybody that ran on the track team, and like like everyone like distance sprinters. All the anyone that ran. <laughs> Crazy. As long as you didn't touch an implement, you were mine. Jesus. Yeah. So it would, they would come in waves. Like, so it would be the sprinters would be first, then the middle distance, and then the distance. Uh-huh. And that's kind of how they. they no jump, no jumpers? No jumpers, no throwers, ah. even though I was a thrower. Yeah. Okay. Just the runners. Okay. Yeah. It was fun, too. Really small weight room. Um, but it was cool. It was a good time. So I really liked it. Um, but yeah, lacrosse, and then I've oh I've had hockey for the nine years that I've been here, women's okay. ice hockey. Yeah, um, from there I moved to um, let's say men's soccer for seven years, mm-hmm. and I had women's rugby for four years. Okay, uh, so Penn State. I mean, look, I'm I'm yeah. pretty like stuck in my own world right now. Like Penn State's pretty much got like a women's rugby. Do they have men's rugby? They do. Yep. They do. Okay, men's and women's hockey. Yep. yep. There's 31 varsity dope. teams. Okay. Thirty-three in total that we we um, train. Okay, yeah. I never yeah. heard of a women's rugby team. Okay, you got to talk to me. Let's. Do, it's gonna yeah. be a long podcast. We're gonna talk hockey. No, you're good. Rugby. Let's go. <laughs> it's fun. So like they've got a they've got a really good history here. Um, I think the NCAA doesn't support rugby as a as a as one of their sports. So they it's called a club elite team. So across the country, it's oh they're it's still club. traveling. Okay, right. So you can like these the the teams that they compete against are are the elite level of their bracket right okay so it's still like technically considered like a division one competition but it's just not ncaa right how does that work is it there's no like obviously no big 10 conference there's like just like leagues or so within yeah i think it's league so like within we still have like a big 10 like rugby oh snap okay so that's in the that's in the fall, and then they have their more of like a championship season in the spring. That's like, that's like the under that's like underground hip hop. It is <laughs> absolutely, that's, and that's and awesome. they they've yeah they've been so successful too. Um, you know, in both programs, both coaches are amazing. Um, and yeah, it's it's pretty fun because you can train them, just just like really get after them. Are, are, are like are the, dimen- pretty hard. are the dimensions of like the field different like women's and men's lacrosse or is it similar just like men's and women's rugby hey we play the same the rules are the same the field's the same yeah same balls stuff. the same yep okay yep they play and they'll play two different styles so they'll play like 15 where you got 15 players on the team and then they'll play seven where that's more fast paced like dimensions of the field don't change so you only have seven players so it's much faster so their main, what they mainly focus on is the 15. But then at the very end of the spring semester, they'll have a like a massive seventh tournament that they'll go to down in Philly. Okay. And no, so has, it, has anyone ever tried to go to Coach Franklin and say, "Hey, I want to try for the football team"? To the best of my knowledge, no. Um, <laughs> but I can't imagine that there's not somebody that's been like, "Hey, I think I can be a kicker." You yeah. Know? Or, or linebacker, shoot, man. Chick, girls can like hit, that. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They take some hits. 
That's yeah. good for them. That's awesome. I yeah. love it. Yeah. What's, what's, what's good with the hockey teams? I, just, I was reading your bio. You guys, uh, was it hockey, women's or men's hockey that went to their first mm-hmm. national title game or conference conference title? Yep. So women this year, um, they won their first uh, conference tournament um, and made it to the first uh, NCAA in program Congratul- history. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It was yeah. a big moment. Then I, I bet it was. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a, it, we've, we've been through a roller coaster um, uh-huh. to get to that point. And now, I mean, I'm couldn't be more excited about this team coming back. Okay. You know, they're, they're legit. They're studs. They're bought in. Um, I'm really pumped up for them. So how, really how's hockey, how's hockey work? They got like red shirts. Like, is it like everything to say, or is yeah. it kind of like, Hey, when we recruit you to come in, you're playing as a freshman. We need you for a couple minutes here. Um, I mean, you have like developmental kids too. It can be, it, we've had, um, some of everything, right? Okay. So we've had some kids that will come in and they're going to redshirt their freshman year. And we've had some kids that come in with this. We had a coaching change six years ago. So, um, with that, I mean, he's kind of expected everybody to come in and play and start playing. Okay. Um, but I mean, we can get anything under the sun, really. Uh, it's going to be more, more likely that you're going to come in and, and get some minutes as a freshman uh, on the women's side with the men's side. I think it's a little bit more, um, you know, you've, you've had experience in the big 10 that's pretty invaluable. So, you know, they're going to, they're obviously going to play and then the chemistry between the players as well and their line mates. So you go out, you have like your, your, if you're forwards, you've got your three linemen or line mates that, you know, you play with, consistently mm-hmm. and that there's like a chemistry between you two because it's so fast yeah you know you got to know where where they're going to be what they're doing communication is massive tendencies on the yeah tendencies, all that stuff the whole yeah. Thing. yeah like if you know like all right my guy loves sitting back door and he and i know that he's going to be there that's where i'm putting the puck you know mm-hmm. so things like that okay yeah. So let, let, let's get into the training style. We'll talk hockey first and we'll branch off somehow. All right. Deal. <laughs> I'm, Deal. I'm curious. I, I, I told you before we started recording, I said, man, I used to love hockey as a kid, played uh-huh. it. And then football, you know, pushed me away from hockey. Now I just don't even watch it. I don't know one player to NHL. Yeah. Um, outside of your 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 studs, Crosby and uh, homeboy in Washington. I forget his name. Ovechkin. Yeah. Ovechkin, um, yeah. Yeah. But outside <laughs> of that, I can't name another player. But I'm interested. So you're talking line mates, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, your first line is going to be your 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 better players that are you know. Hey, we're going to try to score as as soon as possible with these guys. These are our best guys. Your second lines, your second best guys, so forth and so on. Um, do you have like training models or like how's your conditioning work with like your first line, your second line, third line? Even though they're all going to play, like does does your first line operate and get more minutes than your two and three lines? Yeah. So typically, they will get a a few more minutes, okay. um, or a few more shifts than the second third fourth line right that's that's Um, the word shift yeah yep so um you know their loads are going to be much higher during Mm -hmm. the games um it's going to be pretty i feel like it's going to be pretty even between the second and third lines. Mm -hmm. um but as far as like conditioning is going to go you know they're on the ice for no more than 45 seconds in a shift, you know, unless mm-hmm. something happens and they get stuck out there for some reason, you know, we're pinned in our ozone, something like that. Yeah. Um, so it's all very anaerobic. They're very speed power dominant, um, mm-hmm. both men's and women. So 
a lot of that's going to come with with interval training. So we're going to do a lot of on ice, off ice intervals. So whether that's on our, we got eight assault bikes in the back of the room. So most of it's going to come from that. Um, I do really like for just kind of base level conditioning, that's Mm going to spike your heart rate up and down is going to be like, I call a metabolic series. Okay. I hate circuits. I hate like the start, stop 30 seconds of all out efforts, things like that. So um, I'll give them a list of five exercises that they have to go through, um, you know, anywhere from five to 10 reps on. And it's going to be a mixture of, you know, pull-ups, push-ups, slosh bag, hurdle hops, you know, things that are going to keep their heart rate high, um, but they can complete with really good form um, and a really good range of motion. So, and they know that they can complete it, which is the hard that's the part that sucks, right? Yeah. So they'll go through three or four rounds and we do those pretty consistently. I try to have it towards the end of the week. So uh, thinking of like volume loading, mm-hmm. um, I try to have most of my volume towards the end of the week because that's when they play games. We play two games back to back Friday, Saturday, Okay. pretty consistently for a really long period of time. That That's like your whole season. Yep. Uh, out, uh, format. Okay. Yep, for the most part, until it gets to tournament time. Yeah, that's okay. pretty and much are you, it. You playing the same team back-to-back? Yeah, same okay. team back-to-back. We play everyone in conference twice, so a home and an away. Gotcha, okay. Yep. Okay, yep. so so that's interesting because hockey obviously isn't anaerobic sport, but I would have thought it was more aerobic. I don't know. That's just my, my eyeball test, So, but you're the expert. Right. Uh, so there's a huge component, right, to have there is, yeah. a good aerobic base. Uh-huh. And that's where I think from – um, like in the last two years transitioning to the men's side as well as like helping to build that aerobic base so that when you go out for these all out effort shifts, mm-hmm. you come back in and you can, you know, come back to a recovery zone. What's a, what's a typical like rest time in, I guess we can't say game, um, like for your conditioning. Cause I, I'm just going to talk football. Cause that's, that's just my, mm-hmm. that's the easiest analogy. Um, right do your conditioning, you sprint to where you got to go. Uh, then you rest for like 30 seconds tops because of play clock. Right. Right. What's, what's like your situations with like hockey? Like what's your work to rest in like conditioning, so, or like conditioning bouts? Yeah. We're going to go anywhere from, I would say eight to 30 seconds. Okay. Um, and the work to rest is going to like, if it's, if it's obviously shorter, I'm working on like if it's our eight second bouts, you're gonna do a, an eight second rep every thirty seconds. Okay. So you get a little bit more rest. Um, or we can go. I like to do the minute on minute, like every thirty seconds or every minute type of thing. Um, for some of our sled workouts, we'll go uh, ten seconds with them with the fifty second rest. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we're we're working that like kind of those that very first start. Right. So my first step quickness type of things, mm-hmm. um, my first on ice effort, because that's a, that's another big part of the game is how fast can you get off the bench and get into the zone? So okay. that's, that's about like 10, eight to 10 seconds. That's like your first, you know, the first part of you being on the ice is eight to 10 seconds. That's like, you that's like to... once you snap the football type. Right. That's okay. like, as part, yeah, that's your, that's a that decides a lot of games. 
really get, yeah. getting off the bench and getting to to a zone. <laughs> yeah, which and and then the other side of that is getting off the ice. You know, so you don't want to be on the ice for so long that it takes you too long and you're gassed to get mm-hmm. off the ice and make that change. So it's a line change, right? So if you're gassed, you're probably getting beat to the puck yeah. right? because uh-huh. it's such a fast game. It's o- over and back so fast. So you have to have that bit of aerobic base to make sure that you got enough gas to get off the ice too. Gotcha. Right? Okay. Yeah. Where where does that fall? Does that fall into like, like mental toughness or just grit or like like how would you categorize? Because that this is it. this is good stuff. Like getting off off the bench and then you got to get somewhere asap, like as fast as humanly yeah. possible. That's like a key determinant in hockey goals. Yeah. Goals or game or like winning games. I mean, either either, either one, way, right? goals goals are most gonna of the time games. it's yeah. gonna come down to one one goal, right? Especially right. in tournament play. Yeah. So yeah, it's I think that's. Grit is a great word. Uh, that's that is like hockey. Mm-hmm. Hockey is gritty. So I think that's another reason why I love it so much, is because yeah. you can't get away from it. You know, you got to have something to you to to be able to battle, battle on the boards, battle for the puck, battle to get off the ice, mm-hmm. battle as soon as you step on the ice. Uh, that those are all like big coaching words. So it's easy for me. Hey, you you got to battle in here, mm-hmm. right? Whenever you walk in, it's time to go. And both teams do a great job of like really getting after it and really buying in and, and, you know, putting in the work. That's awesome, man. So that's, yeah. see, I don't, I don't read hockey research, but that's amazing that you said so. Cause something like that just slips the average person like myself's mind. You know, it's like, you don't even think it's like, oh, he's getting off the bench. Cool. You know, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. you're, you're in the game and you're like, Hey, this is going to be the biggest uh, determinant of what happens next. Not just. Uh-huh you know, substitution and rest and next yeah. man up. So that's pretty cool. So how, how's like some of your, um, you know, cause you're, you know, your guys and girls are going to be in like a boot, like pretty much a locked up boot, you know, for an entire, mm-hmm. the entirety of their career, you know, when they're not in, you know, just a normal human walking around. So like explain to like some of your, um, like bread and butter tools in the weight room, yeah. um, or like pre-practice, post-practice, pre-game, post-game stuff that you like to use with like, mm-hmm. I guess like joint, joint mobility. Yeah, so I think it's interesting that you brought up the the boot situation, right? So uh-huh. it is different, and and a lot of times it's, I think I'm learning that it's coming down to how you figured out how to skate. So if you are a, a guy that knows how to like really toe flick, and what the it, hell is a toe flick? It's like literally just <laughs> extending your ankle, just the slightest bit in that boot. In the boot, okay. Yeah, so you can still extend. Typically, they're not gonna go all the way up in their skates with it, like like lace their skates all the way up to their eyelids, like their top eyelids, right? So they have a bit of mobility in there, but for the most part, it's is very stable and they're very locked in. Okay. So you can either just push and not do that toe flick, or you can you can use that little extra bit, just like we would jump or you know do anything to or sprint, right? um to help propel yourself forward so we do quite a bit of ankle mobility kind of like really trying to work knee over toe um and and then like that mid that midfoot strength because they need to have that midfoot strength strength. yeah so like that strength and stability so iso holds on your 
like just on your toes. I'll do some split stance. Um, like I'll put their, I'll have a, a plate on the ground and then they just put their forefoot on the plate and have mm-hmm. to do isometric holds, um, kind of like a split squat. Okay. Um, and then that helps to kind of activate the, <clears throat> the quads and glutes as well. Right. So if I'm doing ISO split squat holds, the thing in the summer that they really hate, um, is like a six countdown. So you're going to come I'll down in that, in that split squat hold, right? You're going to come down, hold for six seconds, come back up, hold for five seconds, come back up. Four, three, oh, no, no, two. no. And they hate it. Absolutely hate it. I hate thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. So, and that's another thing. Like they got to be able to be in that lunge and hold pattern for quite a while. Okay. So there's some things that we can do on the ice that, really burn the legs there's some things we can do in the in the weight room to really really burn and and kind of get that (laughs) get that lactic acid because there's nothing it's almost like there's nothing you can really do to mimic on ice training without being on the ice slide Uh, quote unquote slide board (laughs) right right do you um because i know slide board was one of those things that's like like they say it simulates skating but it it, i skated before it kind of doesn't you know um, because yeah. so I'm I'm interested in that because you're talking about that that toe flick and how guys don't lace their boots up all the way. Some guys don't. Some guys do. Girls, girls mm-hmm. and guys do. Um, do, do you like video analysis or do any type of video analysis on like skate patterns? It's kind of like mm-hmm. running, where you would say, "Hey, here's your foot patterning." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you watch someone run, you can say, "Hey, you're you're crashing your your arch is collapsing a little bit." Like, do you look at that stuff with skating? Say, "Hey, you're pushing too much. Your ankle's starting to turn." We could tell or like, like yeah. how would you, or how does a coach analyze that stuff? And and that's where I'm going to rely on the people around me too. Like I didn't okay. skate. Right. So, um, I'll do some video and like video certain guys that, you know, we've, we have some issues with, or they're coming back from injury or just to see like, how can we make this better? Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, the biggest resource I have for it are my coaches and our uh, equipment manager, Ben Kogut. So I'll come in and be like, Ben, can you help uh, help me dissect, see what he's doing? Or I'll come up to the coaches and like, you know, what's, how can I help him? That's what I want to know. I was like, how can I most help this guy? Mm-hmm. Is it core stability? Is he leaning too far over? Um, so do, do we need to work on posture and, and core? Do we need to work on sinking his hips more, like being lower, bending the knees, being comfortable, I guess, being comfortable, being uncomfortable? Um, right. okay. you know, bending the knees, getting that ISO hold and pushing, um, or is it something in the ankle? So I'll, I'll rely on these guys a lot. And it's great that, you know, we're, I'm in here and I'm in this facility the whole time, um, all day, every day to be able to do some of that stuff. Okay. The, is, yeah. is like, so, I mean, skate, skating is one thing, you know, running is another, but is it, do you look for like similar patterns, like, like hip extension, knee extension, um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Okay. Because they're bent over in their in their strides, uh-huh. um, we're not going to get quite as much hip extension, but it still like needs to be very relevant. It's a very glute glute med dominant motion. Okay, you know, so that's something that we work on quite a bit is glute and glute med strength. And, okay, and hip, ex- man, and hip extension. Yeah, men, men and women. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, not just one. Okay, do you yeah. uh, do do women have more of like a like a prone to ACL on ice or like on court stuff or not really? 
So I think what's fortunate here is that I, I, if we do get an ACL, it's probably going to be contact. You know, okay. we have had a few in my time here, but because like when you're thinking about, okay, when you tear your ACL, it's going to be 30 degrees of flexion or higher, right? So when they skate, they're lower than 30 degrees. Okay. You know what I mean? Because they're, their knees are bent and they're oh, so, so, so the, their quads. So they're never like in that prone position to begin with, you're saying? Right. Yeah. Okay. So most likely they're going to, something's going to get stuck. Like they're going to, they're going to get pushed into the boards. They're going to get tripped and pushed into the boards. And that's when it, that collision is okay. when it's going to happen. Or they're going to, uh, like, it'll be like a collision. Like a knee to knee? Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Yeah, something you, you, happens. You've, that, you've never seen like a like a quick turn, change of direction, <laughs> like quick stop, turn and go. Yeah, um, I've not seen that type stuff. Okay. Yeah. I'm just I'm just asking questions. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and <laughs> no, I think that's a great question. I actually just had that conversation. I think it's because they've, you know, they have such strong glute meds, uh-huh. they have such strong quads, and be, to be able to stop and go, you can't be upright because you're on blades. Right, you have to think. You got to say, okay. Go. So you're kind of yeah. like forced into an automatic lower center of mass position. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Like these guys are, they're great at agility work. Uh-huh. They're like, they're perfect at agility. You tell them they're running a straight line, very bad. Yeah. Very bad. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, they can do a five ten five shuttle like a beauty, but you put them in a straight line, they're gonna like just like they're skating. That's funny. That's that, that's like my swimmers. Like uh, I coach water yeah. polo at Fordham and swimming here at uh, Monmouth, but I, I call up my sea animals, my sea creatures. I'm like, man, when you guys run, it's like, what the hell is going on right now? You yeah, know? that's yeah. funny. So are your hockey players like penguins? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Always yeah. all nice. Now, <laughs> yeah. so, so you talked about agility and straight line stuff. Do you do any um, like land training with them, or is it all on ice when you're, you know, doing your conditioning and agility and speed work? No, I, I like to, in the summer, get them off ice. Okay. Sure. Um, I think it has a lot of uh, hip flexors and groins are another big, like hot ticket item when it comes to injuries in, in hockey. And I really like to do a lot of, um, just different, it just provides a different look on their, on their, um, hip flexors. Right. So like the high knees, the butt kicks, like going through running drills and forms, um, maybe they're holding a flash bag. Maybe they've got a dowel over their head. Maybe they've got a band around their hips, like things like that, just to help strengthen a different area of the hip flexor and, and groin. Right. Um, because they're, it's, it's all, it's a push out and then a recover back. And if they, if they keep doing that motion over and over and over, it's just a, such a small area that if it gets inflamed or it gets overused or something like that, it's going to take a long time to heal. You know? okay. So I like to make sure that we do some other, just some different stuff, you know, in the summer that's going to help them with, with that ankle uh, flexion extension um, with the hip flexion extension, just to make sure we're tra- like, I want to train them like the athletes that they are, but like help them, it, I think it helps to produce power. I think it helps with injury prevention. Um, you know, so we'll do a lot of sled work, a lot of pulling and pushing sleds. Okay. Um, same with like crossovers. Crossover is a big motion in hockey. Um, so, so shuffles, crossovers for glute development, you know, and kind of 
we'll do a lot of backwards running, towing um, as well to just burn the quads. And okay, there's a lot that's just, it's just, if it's hard, we're probably going to do it because I, it comes back to that grit, right? Like oh yeah. I bet. A really hard workout today. Uh-huh. Um, so <laughs> that's yeah. good. That, that's also, it's awesome to yeah. hear that. Like, like the sport is not always on nice. Cause you always hear like basketball is always on court. Football is always on the field. You know, we never get them off right. those surfaces. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in hockey, like now, let me ask you this: Is there a point? Is there a time where you're like, we need to get on the ice? Like, who, like who the hell's driving the Zamboni? Ain't even, ain't even clean the ice up today. You know, <laughs> is, is there ever that conversation, or is it like, what? Oh man, there. We're so fortunate here. Like, we have two sheets of ice almost year round. Um, they're putting in our main ice right now. They took it out for uh, for May graduation. They do big maintenance on it. Um, they have graduation on the on the floor. Oh, nice. underneath is just is just so, concrete right let, let me ask you this where where is the ice rink is that with the basketball court or is that separate nope it's separate oh, yep. you got your got your own arenas okay yep yep so we have we, yeah we have two sheets of ice uh community rink and then the main ice so almost year round it's going to be we're putting in the ice right now they've painted the they've painted it they're ready to rock and roll um so it should be in by next weekend Okay. And so we really don't have too much of a problem with with getting ice time for these guys. Um, I will say the it's it's like any preseason, right? You're gonna have a big spike in intensity mm-hmm. because everybody's gonna get out there and they're gonna play fast and they're gonna wanna do you extra. feel great. Yeah. They yeah, you feel great until you don't. Right. Right. So this year we are gonna do in our second summer session, we're gonna have like two two times a week where We've got to we've got to go hard on the ice, okay. So that I know that our hip flexors and because I don't want the first time that you know they've really gone full speed on ice to be the first day of practice. First practice, gotcha. You know, in months. So yeah, we're gonna make sure that we've we've done some we've done some speed, we've done some agility, and we're ready to rock and roll. Okay. So, random yeah. question. Random question. This is random as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever take them out on rollerblades or not? Really? Not really. So a lot of the guys, when they have old skates, uh-huh. they there's a there's a thing that um, you can purchase online and basically put rollerblades on your skates. Oh, really? Like the, yeah. Like the the base of the blade or the base of the rollers there just goes right on the bottom of your old skate. Oh, snap. So I would say that most of the guys probably have some rollerblades hanging around somewhere. Or they'll rollerblade to class. Oh, okay. So you're not you're not rollerblade yeah. training. Like, hey guys, we're in rollerblades not, tomorrow. Don't forget your rollerblades. Guy pulls up in sneakers. Like, what the fuck's rollerblades? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, I probably won't do that. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's it would be kind of cool to take them over to the so across the street is the BJC, and they have like a a really wide concourse to get up the hill. Uh-huh. And so typically, because we don't have cleats, I'll run them uphill on that concourse so if i was like dude if we rollerblade <laughs> up the hill as fast as we can but then i'm like oh, how do we get down i guess we gotta bomb Side- the hill sideways knowing these guys like we're just i'm gonna see them i'm gonna see them like someone's gonna try to later oh yeah someone's gonna yeah. try to grind a rail and there he goes right All right, right. <laughs> that's exactly what would happen i can picture it now yeah <laughs> no that's that's dope though so yeah 
when um so men's and women's hockey you you train them at the same time or they kind of have separate slots it actually works out really nice so they'll have separate slots okay we practice at about the same time how many players so, per team um uh, so the men have 28 and the women have typically 24 okay that's a cl- close number so yeah really close so mid 20s um, okay yep um the men will go they'll uh, I'll, during the season we'll lift in two groups mm-hmm. so there's a morning option for the men and like around eight o'clock and then they have ice right after that so open ice from nine to ten thirty okay so, and then they'll do the same thing like same situation in the afternoon where they'll lift around one o'clock they have open ice at two and then we practice at three three thirty so that we always try to have um lift and then ice option so that when they come in if you're a morning guy and you want to get extra work in mm-hmm. then you can come and do your lift you can go and get on the ice with it either with teammates or with coaches <clears throat> and then you can go to class and kind of do your thing okay that, that open ice is kind of like just a, an open hour it's like hey do your own thing yep. nothing structured yep. okay okay nope a lot of guys although use it for power play or, or special teams gotcha okay power play penalty kill so they'll go out with their units and 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 do some stuff like that any fight yeah. training <clears throat> fight training yeah boxing hands gloves <laughs> so pads come on we now have, uh, <laughs> she should get real on the bags. ice man <laughs> i know right we have two heavy bags in the weight room and uh-huh. we have two speed bags let's go yeah and i actually last year i got one of the suspended bags for the guys as well so like that's another big part of it everyone on the team can juggle they have juggling competitions oh nice damn um, that's crazy yeah, and they'll they'll come in and they'll hit the speed bag pretty often. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a guy on the team that has a really strong background in mixed martial arts, so he comes in and just tears up some of the bags sometimes. Okay. So it, it's fun. I, I leave it up to them, but they are all very good about. All right, I'm going to learn how to do the speed bag now. I'm going to learn how to do it this way. I'm going to learn how to do it backwards, like the whole thing. Okay. So man, if I was a, if I was a hockey strength coach, I'm just thinking about it now. I would have like a like a two minute segment at the end of our session, every session dedicated to just, all right, get a partner. You're going to, you're going to get a glove on. Yeah. We're throwing, we're throwing some haymakers, man. Don't knock them out. <laughs> put the headgear on, put a mouthpiece in and we're, yeah. <laughs> and we're getting ready to rumble, man. Cause we're yeah. not going to be that team that ends up no. on the ground bleeding. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. I, yeah, I don't think no, we're going to no fights in college hockey. Obviously, right guys, everyone's got cages. Um, yeah, there's, there's everyone has like full, full visors. Yeah, full deal, but there are definitely some fights. We oh, had no. a guy we had a guy put another <laughs> dude through the glass this year. Oh snap. Uh, they checked the hell a, out of his ass. Yeah, that was a great hit. Let's go. We a, yeah, we had a couple more like really great hits. So How's can, the how's the crowds turn out? You guys must get a the, great turnout. We have the best environment in college hockey. Let's go. It's it's phenomenal. The the fan support, the community support here is unbelievable i mean it and it's across the board for penn state athletics do you guys like play, do you guys play ruckers does ruckers have a hockey team they do not no oh my Lord. leave it up I to know. jersey right leave it up to a damn jersey school <laughs> princeton they can get one princeton has hockey yep. you guys play princeton uh we haven't in a while the women have played maybe two years ago okay last year, two years. yeah funny enough both of our coaches uh, came from princeton Oh snap! Okay, 
Yeah. So as, as, as players, they were both coaches and they both came over. So Jeff Camper saw on the women's side, he played there and coached there. Oh, nice. For a very okay. long time before he moved up here. Yep. And then Guy Godowski on the men's side came up here from, from Princeton. Okay. Yeah. I was, was going to say, man, I'd love, I'd love to go to a game that like the Valley's too far for me to drive to. Um, oh, dang. I mean, it, it's not, it's not, but I'm having a kid soon. So that's going to be in the way. Yeah. Um, oh, well, congrats. That's thanks. awesome. Yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want to tell my wife, hey, I'm going to go catch a Penn State hockey game this weekend real quick. Right. So what are you doing? <laughs> right. Yeah. But if you guys are up here, I'd, I'd love to go to a game and catch something, man. That's yeah. awesome. What, um, so man, I'm picking the hell out of your brain today, coach. All good. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, LPS, GPS, indoor stuff. I met you at a catapult conference, uh, little uh-huh. get together. So, you know, <laughs> I was like, man, she got she to gotta do this stuff. And that's where we met and spoke. And, um, yeah. I want to pick your brain on that stuff with hockey. Um, yep. certain metrics you look for, uh, certain metrics that you, you know, monitor in season, off season. Um, mm-hmm. do you track, you know, um, miles per hour? <laughs> Um, speeds with the, with the guys and the girls, like what, what are some things that you do and look at with that stuff? Yeah. So we use for both teams right now, we're using first beat, um, is which it, is mostly heart rate. Okay. I, I, real quick. My, I don't, I don't want to cut you off, but is it more like yeah. soccer where you guys just look at the heart rate stuff, like fitness stuff, or is it external internal? So for the women, we do have, an there is an external option. So they have an ergometer in there, okay. um, in their unit. Uh, for the men, we haven't gone that route quite yet. Um, so right now, and th- what they'll do is a as a training load. So trimp is their training load, training impulse. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'll do is break down for the men. I'll break down every drill that we do, and and, that, and that'll be in my practice report. And then we have a, tr- and then I'll go trimp per minute. So that gives me an intensity. So. That's how we gauge, and and because hockey is so intense, that's that's super helpful for the coaches to see. And we can go based on all right intensity of drill, and I think that's where we've really kind of found something that that we can program and plan off of. Okay. So we our goal is to have at least one drill every practice that is the same intensity as our game or our average period average period okay okay yep so that's that's kind of the goal um depending on time of the year like if we're like this past year we were getting ready for um for ncaa's most of our drills matched that intensity but we didn't do that many drills so we kept it short so Mm -hmm. if you're gonna be really intense you got to keep it short if we're okay. learning and and doing systems work and things like that, um, th- then you can go a little bit longer as long as you don't have that super high intensity. Because regardless, skating is hard and mm-hmm. it's very taxing, even though they're used to it. Um, but you want to try to keep the total volume down when we're gearing up towards, you know, major major games, major playoffs, major you know, the things where you get rings for. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 The, the the meaningful games, right? They would like right. to say. Well, with the women's side, so they do have a an ergometer in their uh, unit. So this, we have a movement I, load. Okay, yeah. perfect, good. Now you got me. So impacts. Is there like any like collisional load <laughs> that you get with that stuff? That's what I wanted to ask you. So with the system that we currently have, we don't have the collision. Okay. Yeah. So and I, I know you met me at a catapult. Uh, Listen, I was there and I don't use catapult. catapult so. Oh, okay. So, and I know all those guys because I work soccer. 
and okay. um, we I use I use catapult with with soccer, um, but they do have like a, a collision. They do have like with catapult for their hockey, um, their hockey units. They do have like a strides per minute, um, which I think would be very valuable and uh, and an impact as well. Okay, so that's something maybe down the road we venture into, but it. You got any that, cool. any of that uh, loading stuff with uh, rugby team or no? Um, they got it after I left. So they the men's rugby team does have, um, and that does have some type of um, GPS tracking okay. device. Um, and then I supervise the guy that is is overseeing their their training right now, and he okay. did he did an awesome job of. Um, running that and doing the the player profile for it the coaching profile um the whole deal i'm not sure what one it is i wish i knew yeah that's because he, he did a great job with it no yeah. don't worry about it. i, I, I would was... love to see a, a rugby hit though yeah yeah like, that's what i want to ask him like what's the craziest like yeah. collision load you've seen on a, on a hit man i know that that would be cool to see they hit harder than football players man that's just bone on bone <laughs> it's like man i wonder if they do you would think it would because they go so fast. Like they're yep. moving really fast. They're not as big as football players. Like I would say our average our average size is probably six foot and maybe like a one ninety, probably would be an okay. average on the team. You ever seen like these Australian and New Zealand teams? They're like they're like linebackers, like middle linebackers running around. Oh. There's like a whole bunch of Brian Erlackers out there, six four, yeah. two sixty. No doubt. Yeah, for rugby? Oh, they're yeah. huge. Yeah. Like massive, massive. What's so um? That's like definitely. I was gonna say like comparing them to to like hockey players. Like I I know I love the sport of soccer. That's why I didn't want to ask any mm-hmm. soccer questions today. But um, <laughs> like comparing like 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 who's like your biggest hockey player? Like like uh like metric wise, like six six foot six four. Oh, I would say he's probably six three and two thirty. Off skates, yeah. six three. Off skates, six three two thirty. Yeah. Oh, so he's a monster <laughs> out there. Defender. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a forward. Any, any? A, yeah. Yeah, no, no, good, good. Uh, so we did have another guy that he just graduated this past year that's roughly about the same. He might have been a little heavier, so he was probably 235, 240. Okay. What's like, what's like the average yeah, height for, for a female hockey player? <laughs> uh, female, I would say probably 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, We've got a couple of girls that are okay. close to 6 feet. Um, and then again, some, some slightly shorter. Yeah. So I think our oh, so, shortest is like five, probably five, four. Okay. So, so they're like soccer players. The, yeah. Like, like profile. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. Like volleyball, volleyball girls. Yeah. Volleyball <laughs> girls can be anywhere from like five, six to six, six, you no, know, no. same with yeah, basketball, but okay. So you, you won't have any like tall girls playing hockey. Not super tall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say probably six feet is maybe six six one would be the highest, like the gotcha. the tallest. Yeah. Any um, <clears throat> any like positional differences that you would do in training with like a goalie and a forward and defender? Mm-hmm. Or is it kind of universal on the ice, and then goalies do something separate, mm-hmm. or like how would you manage that stuff? And how would you manage like male female if there's any differences in training? Yeah, for the most part, um, <clears throat> the skaters are all going to do the same thing. You okay. know, your defenders. Um, defenders on ice are going to need to be a little bit um, better with like the footwork, the backpedaling, 
you know, it's very similar to, to soccer in that realm, right? So your central defenders, they need to be really good at switching their hips and going. Mm-hmm. Whereas your forwards are very much like, okay, see the puck, go get the puck. And straight, they're just going like straight More lines, straight lines. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's where I would put a little bit of difference in. I'm going to be a little bit more particular in the, the, everyone needs hip mobility. Everyone's hips in hockey suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's so, hips in the world period. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But hockey takes a beating. Um, so as far as that, that kind of stuff, like for my, for my defenders, I would love for their five ten five shuttle to be our best on the team because you, I know you that, do they that need to on land or on ice with a five ten five. We'll do on land. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then for our goalies, um, we'll do a little bit different mobility, um, because they need to have like a really big chest, shoulders need to be need to work really really well. Um, I like doing like the PVC overhead squats, maybe maybe light lightly loaded overhead squats, um, just for that posture. Um, they do a lot of thoracic mobility. Um, they'll do, uh, we've got like one of those old Russian boxes in the back. Um, so I'll go by, go get your Russian box jumps, things like that. So a little bit more lateral. There are some explosive drills that we'll do late in season, um, that there'll be a little bit more lateral movement on versus like a forward skating stride. Um, but as far as like general, like the general training for the team, I won't, I won't switch too much up um what i will do because we have force plates is kind of bucket guys differently so if you are eccentrically dominant then we'll work on your concentric force so based upon um what you how you jump for our force plate testing so um i'll kind of take that and run with it so what if i've got guys that i basically have a strength bucket and you're working on strength i've got a eccentric dominant bucket you're going to work on concentric force production i've got a concentric force you're going to work on eccentrically loading things like that so i kind of hey i i'll go uh strength explosive speed and that's kind of how we we um do our uh first semester in season okay pretty pretty much like that now everybody might do the same thing like we all might be doing front squats but how you do the front squat is going to be different like my guys that are building strength, you're going to be, let's say you're five sets five. And then my guys that are working on concentric force, you're going to, you might come down, tap a, tap a bench, or you're going to come down into like a sports stance and fire up as fast as you can. Or maybe, maybe you're doing um, like accommodating resistance. So you have a little bit lighter load okay. and you're working on pop. Let's go. Um and then for my guys that are speed dominant or maybe they need a little more eccentrically focused loading, they're going to go lighter loads, but a dynamic type of lift. Okay. So, so more like, like go, 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 go. Yeah. Next rep, next rep, next rep. Okay. Yep. And then the, I'll, what, how they superset, the different things that they'll superset is most likely going to be, all right, if I have a guy that, um, needs a little bit more twitch to him he's going to be doing like repetitive like rebound jumps almost 
Okay. And then guys that need to learn how to produce more force, they're going to be doing more of like a broad jump style. So sink and go, it could be weighted, it okay. could be med balls, skips, jumps, things like that. Um, so my ground contact time, athletes are going to do things one way, like fast ground contact. And then my other group is that's learning how to produce force. They're going to do things with that are lightly loaded, but getting off the ground as high as they can. So they're more, a little bit more time under tension, I guess with that. Yeah. 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 Longer contraction times. Yeah. Right. And then maximal effort. Yeah. Right. So they're going to do a few less reps where the other guys are going to do more reps, but it's going to be faster. Okay. So he's he's doing like, he's doing like 10 rebound jumps. The other guy's doing like three broad jumps. Right. With a medicine ball or something, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it seems to have worked really well. I think it creates great buy-in and you know, if that's the one thing that I feel like other than injury prevention and, and, you know, speed training, things like that, I feel like I can really impact how well they play if I can figure out how they produce force and then what's the lowest hanging fruit in your ability to produce force or why you're not able to produce force and, and really attack that. That's pretty cool though. Okay. So you, so you jump guys and then you, you, you bucket them out. What are, what are some of your KPIs that you look for like in their jumps? Like you said, so you said like if some guys are too eccentrically dominant, so they're spending too much time loading, I mm-hmm. guess. Right. So I think we will do a, um, like a profile on them. So we'll do okay. a, a counter movement jump and then compare that to how they do a squat jump. And then I'll, okay. and I'll get like, um, basically like, okay, here's your guys that can use your, their strength, their stretch shortening cycle really well. Mm-hmm. And then here's your guys that need some work on it. Okay. And we'll, and then some guys that are like super even, then that's the guys that are, that need to do kind of like the rebound rebound style. You know, they can produce force, right. But they can't do it. They can't use their stretch shortening cycle really well. Gotcha. So okay. It's kind of how that's, that's how we'll compare it. Okay. You do, you do the 10, five jump on that as well, or. Do they have the 10 five rebound jump on? I thought they did. They probably don't. Uh, They might. I haven't used it. Okay. Um, Yeah. I've just kind of gone that route of we're going to do a counter movement. Just counter movement um, and and, and a squat jump. And a squat jump. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing we'll use it for is, um, is isometric pull. Okay. Yeah. So you take that data and use it to program too, or. You just kind of look yeah, at it so, and say, hey, here's where we're at force-wise. Yeah. I, I think it's um, it's like how I look at testing is, is you know, collect collect the data and it's almost like a web, right? You can start to see the – you see where they're lacking, right? Mm. And you're able to really focus in on that. So if I can see that a guy um, is – like his strength numbers might not be – great but they're not horrible but then i put them on an isometric pull that we've been doing for a really long time and you know and he's not able to to really produce that force then i know that that strength and force is something that we got to really focus in on some guys and i try to make sure that everything is based upon their body weight as well okay so uh, because because i think that's a big big part of it too um and you know, how much you weigh is, is, and, and how much muscle mass you have is very determinant on how fast you can skate, mm-hmm. right? Because you have to be able to move whatever weight you have. So these guys are pretty lean. They're pretty fit. Um, 
and I try to make sure that that we you know keep that muscle mass on we keep our force our ability to produce force high throughout the season so if we see some some people start to trail off then I know okay we need we either need a dose of strength work dose of explosiveness like something to keep us at at optimal you know force production throughout the okay. year when when do you jump your guys um in season they'll go weekly weekly you do it like typically like uh day after the game so do you guys train day after the game sunday or we don't train sunday okay. that's kind of there because we we play two games back to back like having them do something on sunday other than recover is probably not the best option okay um, so monday kind of how i'll break down the week monday we'll do upper body and core and mobility because i still think that they're fatigued uh from from the weekend okay right um, the guys that didn't play that much, they'll have some, they'll either have some conditioning to do. They'll have some, um, they'll have a little bit of lower body work in, um, you know, or they'll have more sets and reps. We use team builder here. So it's really easy to plug in for some guys that didn't have as many minutes. Like they were going to do more sets and reps of certain exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's our Mondays. Our Tuesday is our lower body day. Um, where we'll do our lower body strength exercises as well as um, <clears throat> some more mobility. Cause I don't know if you can do enough mobility. Right. Right. Cause it's such a long season. They're just going to lose mobility as we go. And, um, and then Wednesday is our primer day and make sure that we're ready to go. So we'll jump on either Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on the, the semester. Okay. So that I make sure that we're good to go for, Cause that gives them enough time to recover from the weekend mm-hmm. and, um, and lets me know if we're trending in the right direction for the game. Okay. How, yeah. uh, how many games you guys play? Uh, I want to say it's 52. I could be very wrong. 52. Great question. I mean, it's a long season. Is there, how, so we're, yeah. How long does your season go? So it goes from the first weekend of, of October and the last, game if we make it to the frozen four is the first weekend of april first weekend of april okay and you're playing non-stop yeah. all the way through no christmas break we have a we have about 10 days at christmas okay okay you do got christmas break okay yep you come yep. right and back we'll after come, new year's we'll come back for probably a new year's series yeah okay dang that's hell of games that's a lot for like I for, could be wrong for, on for, but. for a, eh, nah, who cares but yeah. <laughs> for a collision sport like <laughs> hockey yeah, that's a lot of shit, yeah man. it's a lot of games it's especially a lot going, of, it's a lot uh, of load yeah especially going back to back every uh you guys yeah. go every every friday saturday pretty much yeah uh, we're a little bit locked locked up on schedule for the fall because of football because we can't have a hockey game on a football home game um okay so sometimes they'll go thursday friday if we're scheduled for home um, or we'll go Sunday. The, the women have done a few Sunday Mondays as well. Okay. Um, so that kind of gets wonky with the schedule, but, um, but yeah, it's, and it's always two. Gotcha. So, all right. Yeah. So Penn state's got home football Saturday. You got to go Sunday. Right. God, God forbid you take a couple fans to, to <laughs> away from football. God forbid. <laughs> you know, I think it's honestly, I think it's for the best. I'm just I kidding. really do. It's, Cause we're very close. So it's, it's Pagula ice arena and then right across the street is BJC. And then adjacent to that is the football stadium. 
And oh, I don't know if you've ever been here for a football game. Nah. Dude. From, from what I from what I heard, a buddy of mine used to coach there years ago. He yeah. said, "Man, you go. You say you go to Penn State for one reason. Dude, like you're yeah. working for Penn. Like everyone around the surrounding area is like a Penn State employee. Just just damn near. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. It's the coolest. It's the coolest game day experience I've ever had. Hockey, football, like the whole deal. Like any sport here, it's awesome. You've been to a whiteout game. Those games are crazy oh, yeah. on TV. Oh yeah." Crazy on TV. I was at the whiteout game where we beat Ohio State, and that was one of the best sports moments I've ever seen. Was that was that was recent? I was like two years ago. It was. I was probably three or four years ago now. Was it that long COVID, ago? Damn. It was before COVID, so it, that all messed us up, right? Jesus, <laughs> yeah. was it that long? I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was twenty twenty one when they beat Ohio State. Oh, I don't think so. I think it was like a twenty nineteen ish. Yeah. Yeah, 2020 just like caused a divide in life. It did. <laughs> really did. I like guess an abyss of two years. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. So, hey, listen, yeah. this is great stuff. I appreciate everything you brought to the podcast. This is good information. I loved it. Yeah. This, this is, it had, it had my brain working. I want to leave you, I want to <laughs> ask you one question before we get off, though. Yes, sir. Can't say teacher. If you weren't a strength and conditioning coach, what else would you be doing in life? And I can't say teacher. Yeah, because everyone, I used to ask this question. Like, oh, I'd be a teacher. You know, I'm teaching kids all day. It's like, it's cliche. It's corny. Yeah. Huh. I would work. I would let, I would love to do something in like Quantico. Quantico. Yeah. Explain I know what, that's, what I know that's going like on right different, now. <laughs> but like, I've been fascinated with like, I'll watch any show that has something to do with Quantico. I would like, and like the FBI uh-huh. and things like that. I would love to do something like that. Like a detective of a murder case. Yeah, or maybe, like that. maybe, or like a psycho, like a I don't know. I don't want to say like sports psychologist because I feel like that's half of my job. Yeah. But, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that would be if I if I had to pick something totally off from like the sports world, but still, it's like it's kind of like a still like a team environment. Some of the most interesting people I've met have had have like kind of been through Quantico and and like something within the FBI. So. Like that'd be neat. Damn. Okay. That that yeah. That's that's special right there. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> I watch all those crime shows. That, that's that's like my like pre bed, uh, my pre sleep yeah. routine. Like going to bed, lay down, put either American Greed on, First Forty Eight, or like FBI Files. Then my wife's like, "Why are you watching yeah. this stuff at nighttime?" You know, it's like yeah, yeah I know, right? Just chill, just chill, just chill. <laughs> yeah. Just tell yourself it's the, it's not real. It's not real. Yeah, it ain't real. It ain't it ain't gonna happen. It happened already. You know, that's why I keep telling it, yeah. it happened already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool coach hey appreciate you coming on we got to get back on at the end of the frozen four next year hopefully you get a national title in uh soccer yeah, and sure. hockey that'd be awesome man that's the goal that's that'd the goal awesome. bring the rings man bring yeah. the rings R- real quick before we get off how how deep were you guys last year with soccer and hockey where'd you guys end up so i so i had soccer my my last year with them was 29 nope 2021 oh, that was a while okay and, I, thought, I thought you still coached yeah. them okay no, um, and that year we won conference outright and tournament, um, and it was awesome. Um, they're going to do the same thing this year. I'm really excited for them. Nice. Still, obviously, still in touch with the coaches, and and I think that uh, they're really building something special again for this year. I'm mm-hmm. very, very excited for them. Um, and this year with with hockey, I think the women are set up for success. The men are 
so gritty. They're, so, they're such a good team, uh, good team environment, good team culture. And I, I think we can make a, a big run. Like the Big Ten is so hard. <clears throat> They've got so many dogs. Every single team has so many dogs. Um, but something I love about Penn State is that we're kind of like a blue collar mentality feeds into that grit. Put your and, hard hat on and get the work. Yeah. I mean, we will, we will outwork some dudes. I nice. promise. This I love year. it. Who won the uh, yeah. Big Ten last year? Uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, they're, Minnesota. they're like, they're like chronically like winning championships. Yeah. Are there. That's like, yes. People go to Minnesota. What else? Boston College. Yeah. Minnesota, Michigan might have won the tournament last year. They went to the Frozen Four. Minnesota went to the Frozen Four. So a couple teams are rebuilding a little bit, new coaches okay. around the league. So it's going to be a fight no matter what. No matter how good you think you are or how bad you think you are, everybody's good. Hey, you got to fight. You're one check away from shattering the glass and ending up in the crowd, man. Right. Right. <laughs> Awesome no stuff. Well, hey, good luck to you rest of the yeah. year. Hope, hope, hope the summer training goes well into the preseason and I hope you guys dominate. Guys, awesome. ankles Thanks, dominate man. the hell out of it. Thanks. Yeah, yeah I really appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs>